Hello and welcome back to the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. This is episode seven and we are just over halfway through season one. Last week, I was joined by casting specialist, choreographer and author Graham Pickering. He took us behind the audition panel and broke down all the factors that happen during an audition or casting. He gave some amazing tips and advice on how to approach your next audition and how to progress further in the industry. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please go back, give it a listen because he gives us so much valuable information. For episode seven, I am flying solo and it is called The Freelancer's Toolkit. It was initially inspired by a panel and Q&A I was invited to speak on as a guest expert a little while ago for Mousetrap Theatre Projects. They are fantastic organisations, so if you don't know about them, do go and check them out. But since then, I've been asked to speak on similar panels and write guest articles and columns, basically on how we can utilise our skills as a freelancer to work and it's not necessarily the practical skills we have as a performer as a creative but more so the mindset the resilience and elements like that that are needed so i thought i would dive in a lot deeper into this subject for this episode so let's get on with the show you will have heard me say this on previous episodes but i'm starting off with it again Although you are a performer and a creative, you are your own business. You are the CEO of your career. You are in charge of your own finances. You're in charge of marketing, press, PR, mental health, everything. But the values you have as a person and a creative are more than just that which you showcase in an audition room, in a meeting or on a stage. No one will care more about your career than you will. If you are in the arts or any creative industry, you are entrepreneurial. Being an entrepreneur isn't always just business related. Even if you are an actor who has an agent, it is highly unlikely that all of your work will come from just that one source all of your career. If you love what you do, whether it's theatre, literature, dance, whatever it is, you have to immerse yourself in it. Here are a few ways that you show entrepreneurial skills, whether you know it or not. And these are just a few examples of the many skills that we learn as creatives and use day to day or use on a business level. The fact that you are a risk taker. Anyone in the arts, you are taking risks. You are constantly putting yourself out there, going to auditions, meeting new people, trying new things. You find ways to make money. You are resourceful. You're in between jobs, or as I like to call them, your survival jobs. Or it could be the fact that you have a side hustle or a side business that you love and actually uses other skills and makes you a good amount or good chunk of your income. You have drive and you are work orientated as a creative or an artist, whatever you are. You are a hustler. You are looking for work and constantly trying to find ways in which you can showcase your skills. Resilience in the face of obstacles and also bouncing back. constantly getting rejections from auditions or meetings or pitches but you have to pick yourself back up whether that's a day later a week later but you pick yourself back up and get out there you're also clever in the way you approach the industry with your networking your researching how you dress how your cv is laid out there are so many elements to you as a performer to you as a creative you are more than just a 16 bar cut of a song I don't know anyone in the arts who doesn't have something else that they do or another passion. I think it's very rare now to meet someone in the industry who just does one thing to make their own source of money. Even if they do have one skill that makes them all their money, they have another side passion, whether it's just a hobby, just so they can tick that box of their happiness as well as just making their income. 
There are so many roles and paths out there in the art and creative industries. No one's journey is the same. If someone said to me, oh, I want to be a presenter or um, have my own business, then I'd have to be like, oh, well, you have to go to a three-year musical theatre college, then dance professionally for over 10 years, then do an internship. Like, my journey will not be the same for someone else that wants my career path. It is always evolving, as are we as creatives. I use the skills I learn from one job to take me to another job and also to help me secure more work. My skills as a dancer have helped me on so many other jobs, even my jobs in media and consultancy. The fact that fake it till you make it, the fact that you dress well, you are punctual, you can pick up and retain things quickly. Our skills have so much more value outside of an audition room. Some jobs do have a set path, like if you want to be a doctor or an accountant, you have to go to university, get particular degrees. But for us in the arts, there is no set path. We live in a portfolio-based industry. For me, I feel the key to success and happiness within the arts is finding what you love and then working out how you can build a career around it and make money. Over the next part of the episode, we will explore your toolkit to see what's in there and what you need to learn. We will touch on knowing your brand, exploring work opportunities and creating your own, finding support and networking, as well as mentoring, setting goals and lots more. So let's dive in. Tool number one is knowing your personal brand, what your skills are, what makes you happy and how to market yourself. If you are an avid listener of this podcast, obviously I have individual episodes where I dive into these a lot more in detail. However, I'm going to try and package it in a nutshell just so you know how this tool fits into your array of skills and into your toolkit. If you haven't listened to episodes one and three, I would recommend them. Episode one, marketing for creatives and episode three, online presence. As a creative, whether you are currently in a contract or freelancing, you are a product. And because of this, you have a personal brand. You may not know what your brand is, but you've probably touched upon elements of it with figuring out what your casting type is. In a nutshell, I think of your personal brand as what someone says about you when you leave the room. What do you want them to say about you? You don't want them to be like, you're always late, you're rude, you don't retain choreography or text. What do you want people to say about you when you leave the room? Obviously, in a one-on-one consultation, we really go into it and we work on your personal brand. But for the sake of this podcast, in a nutshell, what does someone say about you when you leave the room? Your skills and your talents will secure you the work, but how you market yourself will get you seen by the right people. Think of marketing yourself as the packaging to you as a product. Your personal brand needs to be authentic to you. So how you come across in real life, whether it's a meeting, at a networking event, on stage or in an audition, needs to match online. The skills on your CV need to be clearly showcased online, on your website, on your social media, and any online platforms you use for business. Again, go back and listen to episode one and three to kind of find out more about those and how to fine tune those skills. But that's just kind of that in a little little statement. Think also of the skills you have that relate to your job. So you as a, your singing skills, your dancing skills, your choreographic skills, but then you also have personality traits that can aid you in a particular job. While these are not absolutely crucial for a job, they are extremely helpful and can make all the difference between being successful and being a failure. It could be the fact you are a great communicator, the fact you are upbeat, the fact you are organized. Little things like this you don't realize do go into the the big old melting pot when it comes to, oh, we need a dance captain. Great, that person's always stood up at the side, learning the other parts, writing them in the notebook. There's so many ways in which your personality also helps sell you. People buy into you and being multifaceted makes you even more desirable. There is nothing 
better for your brand than being known for doing what you like. Tool number two is goal setting. Goals are so important and apply on both a personal and business level. It sounds very Disney, but a goal without a plan is just a wish. Setting goals gives you long-term vision and short-term motivation. It focuses your skills and knowledge and helps you to organize your time and your resources so that you can make the most out of your life. A goal helps you to focus, keeps you on track and accountable. I reckon there's probably lots of things you want to achieve or you kind of have at the back of your mind that you are yet to put pen to paper and then work out. But A, acknowledge what your goal is and then B, how can I get there? Do I have to set some mini goals to get there or is it kind of, is this goal actually achievable within the next couple of weeks? You can have more than one goal, but take the time to really write them down and set yourself some time frames to achieve them. Once you work out what skills you have and what you enjoy doing, you can then also look at, can I make money with these skills? Start to set goals and help build your career. This is the main focus here. You want to build a career, not just tick off one or two credits and then kind of feel a bit lost and plod along. You should constantly be evolving, setting new goals. Once you have your goal or multiple goals in mind, and again, they can be both on a personal level or on a business level, look at what jobs relate to those goals. Is it a particular West End show? Is it a agent you want to sign with? Is it a financial goal you have? Look at what jobs hire the skills you have. Do they match with any of your goals? Do you have the skills to achieve your goal or do you need to learn new skills? And then think, how can you package yourself to get seen by the people you want to be seen by? So you've set your goals. How are those decision makers going to see you? I've said it in previous episodes, but you are the solution to someone's problem. Marry up the skills you have with your goals to work out your trajectory. How do you get to your end goal? Do you need to put some mini goal posts in motion to kind of get you along the way and connect the dots? Do you need to learn new skills? Or have you realized that you have the right skills to achieve your goal? However, you do not package them in the right way. Do you need to work out how you can market yourself to get you closer to your goal? Build your life around what you want. Tool three is mentoring. And I think having a mentor or a coach is so important to everyone in the creative industries and it can be at any point in your career. This can be by you formally reaching out to someone who will then help keep you in check, accountable, someone that you can offload on and also seek advice from or it could be the fact that you follow someone online that you find inspiring and someone that resonates with you. It is so easy to follow the wrong people online, the ones that live their best hashtag insta life who make you feel a little bit crappy about yours or make your competitive side come out. Don't get me wrong, having drive, focus, determination with a splash of healthy competition is great and it will help you to grow and jettison your career. However, you don't want that to take you out of the running for you to self-sabotage and to get in your head and to stop you doing things that you really want to do. Who are your brand heroes or who inspires you? Who are your competitors and why are they your competitors? And what makes you unique and stand out? Are these questions that you have ever asked yourself? And for the majority of listeners, I'd say you probably haven't. You've maybe had some ideas bounce around your head, but you've not really dissected it and put your mind at ease and poo-pooed ideas or realised, yep, granted they are my competitor because they do this and I don't. Right, do I want to learn that skill? Do I have the time? Do I have the money? Do I have the capacity? Yes, great, learn it. If you don't, no. So I can't do that. However, I am bloody good at this. 
Mentors and coaches are great at any point in your career, whether it's the transition from studying and graduating to then going into work in life, or at a point of your career when you are maybe changing the avenue you're exploring, or just when you maybe get a little bit distracted. Talk to people you admire, seek advice and always want to learn. It could be the fact you reach out to someone and you set yourself quarterly, monthly, yearly catch-ups with them, or it could just be someone who you find online that really resonates with you. And it's get unfollow all the people that maybe make you feel crappy or if it's someone you need to keep your eye on because of maybe they are your competition whatever it is set yourself those parameters that you only look at their account once a week or you don't follow them but you check in on them but just try to follow the people that are going to help you to thrive and to grow I myself offer mentoring. I work one-on-one -on -one or in small groups with people to help them market themselves to the best of their abilities, whether they are a seasoned pro, a fresh grad, or someone who's completely changing their avenue in the arts. I like to sit down with someone to really help them define their brand, what makes them happy, and then how can they make money from that? There are some other amazing mentors and coaches out there and I feel very lucky to have three of them on the Business of Show Business podcast this season. Rosina Andrews was on episode four. She is a dance pioneer, author and choreographer who offers mentoring on an array of levels. She offers a small number of students per year the opportunity to be mentored by her. These students are typically aged 14 to 20 and she helps them with confidence, mindset, personal growth, goal setting and so much more. So if you are a young dancer out there listening, do check out her website, rosinaandrews.co.uk. Last week's guest, Graham Pickering. He is a casting specialist, author and choreographer. Graham offers mentoring and guidance to clients wishing to gain more insight into the industry and helps them with feedback about their promotional materials, repertoire and any general questions they may have. You can find out more about him on grahampickering.com. This coach you haven't heard from yet, and it is Marissa Degahi who will be on next week's episode. Born and raised in New York, she is a casting associate and voiceover expert who now lives in London. She herself has worked on many international campaigns as a voice. She's also cast some amazing TV shows and films. So do check her out at marissavoiceovers.com. She will help you give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to approach commercial voiceover copy. She gives you one-on-one -on -one attention. She gives you feedback, helps you get a voice feel together. She is epic. So do check out those three. And if you haven't listened to their episodes yet, do go back and listen or tune in next week for Marissa's. Tool number four is networking and finding your people. As your personal brand grows, so will your list of contacts. Keep a detailed list of all of your contacts, but don't always ask, what can they do for you? Ask, what can you do for them? Networking isn't always work-related. Surround yourself with people that will help you to grow and keep you in check. We love our families. Well, hopefully you love some members of your family, and as lovely as they are, they can also be... <laughs> The worst people sometimes when you've maybe had an audition that's not gone well or that you've not heard from in a while. Because you know, whether it's your mum, your nan, your brother, your auntie, whoever it is, will ask you, oh, how'd that audition go? Or, you've not heard from that job yet. Oh, you would have been good for that. And that's just them wanting the most from you in your career. However, sometimes you don't need to hear that. They give you the tough love, which sometimes is great, but find friends around you who can help you, who understand the industry. Again, it could be a friend who's in the industry. It could be your mentor. Never underestimate the power of putting yourself out there. 
There's a fantastic book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. I've probably butchered his last name there, but um, it's a great book. The point he mentions is a fatal mistake people make is failing to realise that building a strong network is just as important as any other goal. The more people you know, the more likely you are to get a job. And what I mean by that is that the more people that know your name, your skill set that have worked with you and that you've left a good impression on will recommend you for other jobs, whether it's a job they are producing, choreographing, directing, or there's a job that one of their friends has that they may think, yes, that person is right. They will recommend you. Networking doesn't have to be the dirty word that creatives often think it is. As long as it's authentic to you, don't obviously run up to someone with your CV and your headshot if you see them in Pret or a coffee shop there's authentic ways to meet someone new and build that connection everyone has two ears and one mouth so do listen ask questions again don't think just what they can do for you what can you do for them tool five is opportunities as graham said in last week's podcast opportunity is a success if you've been given the opportunity you've been successful you might not get the job at the end of it but you've had the opportunity that is success Sometimes we overlook that getting seen by a new casting director, choreographer, or getting a meeting with someone you want to get in the room with is actually a success. We often overlook that because if we don't get the job, we just think of the negatives. Every step that gets you closer to your goal is a success. One thing I like to say is be a yes person until you can say no. So obviously don't say yes to the detriment of your own health, but say yes to everything that benefits your personal brand and your career. It benefits you financially or benefits your portfolio. Opportunities will present themselves in different ways, but great power eventually comes from being able to say no. Further down the line, you can say no to jobs that don't line up with your goals, your ethos, or don't benefit you. But don't be so narrow focused that you don't see some of the other amazing opportunities that are out there. You find out what you do and don't like as your career goes on. Creatives you do want to work with or you don't want to work with, the type of auditions or meetings that you are successful in. Your dream job might not be what you thought it would be. So trying and taking on new opportunities can help you to focus and build your career. Learn to ride the freelance wave. It has ups and downs. And at the moment, it's if you're listening in real time, it's April 2020, COVID-19 is happening. There's not much work going around. So use this time to rest, build your audience, network and work on your self-development. Relationships that you make now during this uncertain time may lead to work as the year goes on or even further down the line. Or it may be someone that converts to a sale and buys a ticket to your show when you are performing again or buys your product. I also want to mention that you need to set parameters as a freelancer. Burnout does happen. As someone who lives in London, I know what it's like when you are getting jobs just to pay your rent and survive or trying to do lower paid projects because it will help jettison your career. However, you do need to set parameters so you can look after yourself. For me, one thing I try and implement now is working hours. So I have set working hours with my clients so I know, because before when I was just trying to get as much work as I can, especially in social media and marketing, people were phoning me at like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock trying to do things. And now I'm like, no, it is not worth it. It's not worth jeopardizing my time on holiday or seeing my friends or family if I scheduled that off. This is why having a supportive network, good friends, a great agent or a mentor is good to help you to slow down and to help you focus when you need it. 
You can also create your own opportunities. If you're not getting seen for the jobs you want to be seen for, then think, right, who is the casting team for that project? What agents are they pulling in? Do they teach masterclasses? Can I book onto their next seminar? If you are producing your own show or starring in a show and you want a particular agent or creative to come and see it, then invite that person. You can buy a ticket yourself and pull it side of stage. Don't obviously guilt trip them and say, I bought you a ticket, but to say, if you'd like to come and see it, I'll put a ticket aside for you. You can't moan that people don't come and see you or support you if they don't know who you are or you haven't made the effort. So today's episode is a lot more on other skills and the practicality as opposed to your nitty gritty marketing and business. But I think it is so important to hone those other skills and your your personality is a selling factor. A few thoughts I just want to leave you with so I can let you go and get on with the rest of your day. The personal is the professional. And what I mean by that is it's hard sometimes to separate our worth from our work. So if you don't get a job or something doesn't line up, you take it personally and it chips away at your worth and it's happened to all of us, but it's healthy to rest. Rest is important. It's okay not to go to every audition or casting or to take some time off. It's also okay to have a side passion or a side hustle. This will allow you to exercise your other skills, maybe allow you to make money and just give you that fulfillment and something else to focus on. As I said, being a performer, you have to give it your all but it's okay to work on other things to make you more well-rounded. And the more multifaceted you are, the more life experience you have, the more you have to offer a job. And lastly, time is your biggest currency. So don't give it to people or projects that don't deserve it. That's me, Dan. I'm going to let you go. On next week's episode, we'll be joined by New Yorker Marissa Degahi. She's a voiceover expert and casting associate who was born and raised in New York. And after a successful career there, she's now making a name for herself in London. It's a fantastic interview. You don't want to miss it. I shall see you next week. And if you want to book a one-on-one consultation or to find out more on how I can maybe help you or mentor you, do reach out to me, info at jamiebody.com or find me on social media at bodyjamie.com.